What are you? <laughs> <laughs> Your hair pump, I just looked at it. It's like all like fancy. It's like leopard print. Oh, oh wow. What the heck? I'm just kind of a fancy girl like that. I like nice. just noticed you even had hair clips in. <laughs> it was only recently. Oh, I'm in work. I'm in work mode, Sarah. Oh. <laughs> I'm in work mode. She has to pull them back. So you can tell. I gotta get these dogs under control. <laughs> I, you can tell I'm in work mode because I'm not wearing any makeup or anything, and I'm in like rags. I was gonna say it's because of your socks. <laughs> oh, and I'm wearing moon socks. The way that you're sitting, I know you have pants on, but I keep thinking you just showed up like without pants. <laughs> tuck that in. Tuck that in. Okay. <laughs> Um, welcome to the second episode of Watch and Listen. I'm Kate Messchuk. I'm Sarah Hart. I'm Ella Achiaka. And in today's episode, we watched what is probably the second worst movie I have ever seen. Cinderella, the 2021 version, starring Camila Cabello. And whoever plays the prince. Oh yeah, whoever plays the prince, some random Shawn Mendes knockoff. Yeah, that's a little embarrassing. Anyways, um, this movie was a lot, and we have so much to say about it, so Ella, you go ahead. I will say, I have watched this movie four times. Um, <laughs> this <laughs> was my second time watching it. This is Kate's first time. Every single time has been uh, of my own will, but um, I can't say I've enjoyed it at any point. Um, okay, so I'm gonna explain the plot very, very bare bones, because we have a lot to say about it. So, okay, first point. It, everybody in the village does what they do in a very rhythmic pattern, so thus they are dancing to Rhythm Nation. Um, they go into everybody explaining what they do with their lives very quickly, and it's very abundant that like abundantly clear that uh, this Cinderella is not in the attic, she's in the basement. Um, and she is working on her dresses, and that is her passion. She starts talking about how she wants to make this her her job, her I guess. job, her career. But she knows how hard it's gonna be. But she's gonna be that someone. Oh, no. <laughs> a song called Million to One, which is repeated multiple <laughs> times throughout the course of this movie, and then it goes to the prince in the castle, and he's talking about wanting to actually love someone and marry someone he likes to his dad who's mean and he doesn't want him to love somebody so that's the prince sings somebody to love by queen with a chorus um that it is was, never mentioned again it was uh that that the version of the song was disrespectful to say the least <laughs> yeah um okay but and we'll get into that later. that is true and then we go over to the stepmother and the stepsisters and the stepmother is making them do Cinderella's chores, which we haven't seen in the movie at any point. And she is saying that they should marry for money, not for love. And they sing Material Girl, um, not in any material setting. And then Camila Cabello goes outside and she tries to sell her dress, which is very ugly. And everyone is like, no, you're a woman. You can't think. No. <laughs> you're a woman. You can't do anything. That's not how the world works, Missy. Go sell your wares nowhere. I was gonna say somewhere else, but nowhere. You're not allowed to sell them. And then the prince, the prince who has previously seen her sitting on her, on his grandfather's statue, um, and 
making a big scene, decides that he's in love with her and he is going to buy her dress to support her dreams and he's going to convince her to go to the ball, which she has no intention of going to originally. Then she buys new materials and she keeps trying to draw the same dress design over and over again, but it doesn't work because she isn't making any changes to her mistake and she sings, am I wrong? Also, in that section, it's like, it doesn't even look like she's drawing a dress. She's just scribbling on the paper. Yeah. Which is super weird, and I, I don't know. It's rhythmic, but it's not good. Um, and then, it, she makes this dress for herself that is really ugly, and that is a common theme with her dresses. They're all made of tool, made out of tool, and they're very, very ugly. They're terrible. She goes to her stepmother, and she, the stepmother pours ink on her dress because it's so ugly. Um, and she has been promised to marry a very creepy man named Thomas because mm-hmm. she needs to go get married as quickly as possible. And then Billy Porter shows up, um, and he's been a butterfly this whole time. <laughs> <laughs> and he, he sees her dress design on her wall, and he makes the dress for her, and he makes James Corden and two other comedians, I can't remember the name of, but they're better than James Corden. And they are also British. They are also British. I don't know where this movie takes place. It's, I don't know, or it's when. very It's very ambiguous. Oh, wait, they had, like, they had a map of the world, actually, in one point of the movie. And, and it was, it was like, not the map today. No, it, it definitely looks like, kind of like a D&D map, almost. <laughs> except people put more effort There's into the D&D There's a sea maps. monster on it, and that's a joke, like, five times in the movie, and it's never funny. Um, and then, so Camilla Cameo gets her dress, and then she's in her carriage, and she shows up, and she gets a business offer from a woman named Queen Tatiana, because apparently her dress is just so hip and fab. Um, it's not, and she's really (laughs) bad at expressing that she's the person who designed the dress. The prince notices her because she knocks over a symbol from the band... At the ball. At the ball. Wait, now that I'm thinking about it, why do they have symbols there? It was... They smashed a cello. Oh, I don't yeah, think they know woman, what they're doing. Yeah, there's a woman, like, tearing it up on the cello, but oh, not yeah. even with a bow. I was like, what are you trying to do? Before like, com- b- Backing tracking. Before Camila Cabello arrives... Backing tracking. Backing tracking. <laughs> before she arrives, all the girls sing, what a man, and he responds by singing <laughs> Seven Nation Army. Um, implying that he's gonna fight every woman who thinks he's attractive. Um, they share a little dance. Which was terrible, to, by to the way. To Ed Sheeran. And <laughs> then they, uh, James Corden makes a, um, front tail joke. And then she has to run, but not before saying that she's not interested in him. And he takes it really hard, but he respects her wishes. And then she's running. And then there's a James Corden jump scare <laughs> of his head on top of a mouse's body in the air it's for frankly, about 15 seconds. It's frankly, the most terrifying part of the movie. Imagine, if you haven't seen it, imagine a mouse's body with James Corden's head on Full-sized it. Full sized head. Full sized head. It looked like a balloon. I was so confused <laughs> what was happening for a second, but I think this should be like classified as a horror movie for that one scene. Yeah. Like fully serious. That was really terrifying. There should have been some sort of content. On line. my fourth watch, I still got scared. Um, so anyway, so she goes back home and she's sad because now the prince has been yelled at and he needs to get a wife because she won't be his wife because she wants to girl boss her way to the top. Um 
And Idina Menzel says, I'm sorry I didn't let you to the ball and I spilled ink all over your dress, but I just want you to be comfortable in your life and I don't think that dreams have a part of that. It's much more nuanced and very interesting than I'm putting it. It was literally the only scene where I was like, wow, this is kind of fun. Um, and then she's like, okay, you have to marry the creepy guy Thomas now. And she's like, okay, so she hat Camilla Cabello hatches a plan to jump out of a moving carriage uh, to go run to meet up with Queen Tatiana so she could take her job, and the prince convinces his dad to let him go search for her, and there's a weird point where the boys that he's with talk about <laughs> death. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and then it literally, like, does not, like, result in anything else, anything notable. There's just, like, a weird scene where, like, him and his, like, boy squ- the prince and his boy squad just start, like, <laughs> contemplating death and, like, start ha- thinking, like, very existentially and very, like, catastrophically, and then, like, it just and transitions out. And then they're like, okay, out. anyways. It was weird, because for a second I thought you were gonna say Boy Scouts, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> All the Boy Scouts show up, it's great. Yeah. And, but, like, that's a common theme throughout the whole movie. There's, like, some, there's, like, a bunch of, like, really strange points where, where it's, things are very out of pocket, and then, like, immediately it gets transitioned out, and, like, we never... That it's never explained, but we'll, like, talk more on that later. Yeah, it's weird. So, essentially, Camila Cabello is running and singing Million to One for, like, the seventh time. Oh, my God. And she's running, and the guy behind her is, like, on his horse, and he's oh, chasing the, after the prince, her. The prince, the prince, the um, prince. And I assumed every single time, even after knowing that he was going to run her over. Um, but he's like, I realized that... I choose me, and by choosing me, I choose us, so I won't be the king, because I never wanted to do it in the first place. And she's like, wow, I'm going to show emotion towards you for the first time in this movie. I'm going to kiss you. And then uh, she's like, can you give me a ride over to the village? And then she goes to the village, and she gets the job, and he's like, yeah, that's my girl. And then he tells his father, who has been having marital troubles with his wife um that he's not going to be king and that it should go to his younger sister who is objectively better at the job um and everybody is evil towards her because she's a woman but she's trying to like solve poverty and like end the fossil fuel crisis it's it's very obvious (laughs) what they were trying to do with this movie i'll say that and then the little sister Gwen is now queen. She's not allowed to be king, but she could be queen. And then they all sing Let's Get Loud. <laughs> and it's the end of the movie. Yay! Yay! So uh, good. Now, I love girl bosses. <laughs> now let's move into our uh, opinion section. So for the story and the writing, <laughs> Ella, what do you have to say? I will say I am a um, Cinderella connoisseur. I love Cinderella stories. I think that it's a great story. Like, if you really pay attention to it, it's just, like, the baseline story is that you should be kind and that you should be, like, persistent as to what you want in life. Um, And they took that second point and they kind of just ran with it. And it's very obvious. It's a very millennial movie. Yeah. And it's just not comfortable to watch. And I've talked to millennials about this movie, and they were like, what is going on? They took, like, the worst parts of, like, millennial culture and, like, the nuances of just, like, being a millennial and, like, what millennials are like, maybe, like, online or in media, and they just, like, grotesquely amplified it into this film. 
And it was just kind of like, oh my god. Like, there were so many random points where they were trying to put in, like, certain buzzwords or trying to make, like, references to, like, the real world or our culture. And it just came off as, like, tacky and, like, senseless and just really, really not... It's just... It was just bad writing when it came down to it. Just from from the plot to, like, how the characters were written, it was just not very well executed, in my opinion. Yeah, I definitely feel like I said this earlier, but if this movie was a movie that would have been more effective if it, if it was made 15 years ago. Yeah. Not in today's present society. To be like, wow, women can have jobs. Women, women brain. <laughs> women have worth, value. Wow, I never knew that. And it's just like very elementary level. And it's something that doesn't really function. It doesn't have a function in our place in society in time today. Also, the Cinderella in this movie is just a not-like-other-girls type of girl. Like, yeah. she's very quirky, and she's yelling- There's, like, this very specific scene when she enters the ball, which should be, like, an awe-inspiring moment of how beautiful she is, which we'll talk about later. But, um, it's, a, like, she goes up, and she embarrasses herself, and then the prince comes up, and he's like, oh my gosh, you came! And she's like, yeah, I hate you! I just got a job offer! That's a nice jacket. Oh my gosh, you look great. But I'm mad at you. And it's like, what? What is going on? Like, what is happening here? There is no consistency. And they were like trying to make her likable. It's to the point where they tried to make her so relatable that like, I want to kick her in the head. When, when Idina Menzel was like, hey, I don't believe that your dreams are right. I was like, you tell her. It felt very much like a written-by-BuzzFeed movie, you know, like the, oh my god, so relatable, she's a pick-me girl, she's not like other girls, she stumbles over her words, she wants to be independent, she doesn't want to get married, and it's just to the point where it's obnoxious. It's just, it just feels like the same trope has been retold over the last, like, oh my, like, I would have to say two, three decades that, like, women are just, like, they want to be independent. They don't want to, they don't need a man. And like, yes, those are all valid things that, you know, women should be aware of and that should be like something that's told in our society, but it just felt very formulaic and very good for her. Like they wanted the brownie points for having a feminist, or I guess I should say so-called feminist Cinderella. It, yeah. It's not good. It was not, it was not well done, like, at all. Like, so many points that they tried to make, especially with the younger sister, Gwen, um, who's part of the royal family, like, she has a lot of good points, but it's like, she just throws them out there at random points in the movie, and it definitely feels like someone was like, oh, we need to add more things uh, to our movie to prove that this is a feminist movie. Yeah, there's, like, they make too many points. Yeah. There's so many things that I didn't mention in my plot summary immediately, and there's, like, it's so weird because Gwen, the younger sister, is supposed to, it would work better if she was like, hey, here's this far out idea, let me explain it, and then they cut her off and they're like, no, don't talk anymore, that would probably work better. But instead she's like, here's how to fix this problem, I'm going to tell you every point of how we should be fixing this problem, and then they're like, no, shut up. So it just makes them seem like extremely evil, that yeah. they don't want to 
help their citizens that they don't want to like eliminate fossil fuel things it's like instead of being like oh that's just too hard to think about but she's already like thought through of all the solutions it's just like no we don't care yeah it's uh this the writing in this movie was just (laughs) sad to think about it like i said it's the second worst movie i've ever seen it's like the only being the only movie that's worse than this is a movie called um dancing it's on which is a dance movie that me and my mom found on netflix oh my one God. afternoon and it was so terrible that we had to turn it off like i think it might have been rated like one half star oh my god it was terrible i almost was gonna make you guys watch it when um this movie was still a bad movie podcast because now it's like all movies we can watch any movies well now i'm interested now we just gravitate towards bad movies for reference this movie was cinderella the 2021 cinderella was rated two and a half stars so to think something's rated like multiple stars lower than that i'm very intrigued it was a like everyone in the movie could dance because like i said it was a dance movie but like the plot was so weird i didn't understand anything that was happening it looks like somebody filmed it on an iphone oh but this is okay, 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 okay. <laughs> yeah but we're di- we're digressing we're digressing yes. um but yeah like just bad story it gives you confidence as someone who writes plays it Gave me confidence that I could be produced. <laughs> yeah, no, just, if, just, there's people who are, like, writers, because we all write stuff, like, it just makes me realize, like, oh, I'll be okay. <laughs> yeah. And, like, the acting is also terrible. It's kind of, like, it's, I don't even it's, know what to say. It's humorous, and it's, like, it's just so pathetic to try to watch people act, because it's a mix of people who have been doing musical theater and theater their whole lives and pop stars yeah and celebrities who they knew would get people in seats in the theater like billy porter and like camilla cabello it's very obvious from watching them act like billy porter Even is james essentially corden too. yeah yeah james corden isn't good at anything <laughs> um he's good at giving money to people which on my producer spiel James Corden produced this. Wow, more men producing movies that they're in. Oh my gosh, it's almost like that's why this is bad. (laughs) It's almost like James Corden having a voice in the production process of a movie (laughs) makes it bad. It's the James Corden curse. Oh my god. Oh Will my there god. ever be a movie musical without him? No, because the live action, like, Wicked is also gonna have him. No! Oh, I, think serious? I think he's also producing, like, a producer in that, which is why he gets roles. So. That's horrible. It's I, from, I this cry. is the This is the writer of Pitch Perfect and James Corden getting together and saying that Cinderella should be a girl boss, and it doesn't work because there's automatic, like, disgust towards the leads because they're just so annoying yeah Mm -hmm. it wasn't like it wasn't enjoyable i didn't like watching camille cabello like she wasn't like fun i guess because you're supposed to root for cinderella like in the lily james cinderella like you are you're rooting for her the entire time because she's just such a genuinely good person people like this story because she's an underdog Mm mm-hmm I feel like the main the main problem is that the story relies so much on our like um, pr- 
predetermined uh, ideas of Cinderella, and then they don't use any of those predetermined yeah. ideas we have of Cinderella. Like, you know, when you think of Cinderella, you think, oh, she's kind. She's, like, kind to animals. She's kind to everyone around her. No, this Cinderella isn't. She's forced to do the housework. She's forced to clean the whole house and wait on our evil stepmother and stepsisters. A, the stepmother and stepsisters are... Not even villains. Not even villains. No, and yeah. B, we don't really see her do any kind of chores except for maybe in the first five minutes when she serves her stepmother and stepsisters tea. It just really doesn't work out. They try to rely on something that they don't end up utilizing, and I think that's ultimately why that... <laughs> why she's not likable and why her character doesn't really make sense. Yeah, because she doesn't have a character. She just has her dream of becoming a dressmaker, which, by the way, this movie is all about, it's supposed to be about feminism, but it's only feminism in the context of a capitalist society, Mm -hmm. which makes it super, super weird because the entire time it's her wanting to be like, I need to participate in this capitalist society not her really wanting to be like, yeah, women should have rights, you know? It was capitalism all along. It was. (laughs) Like, I think one of the lines that she says is, women can run households, why can't they run businesses? And it wasn't the big hitting take that it could have been. That take isn't that take isn't new. Everyone with like half a brain on the internet has heard most of the takes they made. They're like, women give birth. Women should be able to run businesses. Yeah. We know. Yeah. <laughs> it just like felt the, old and used up. The prince had to go through a jur- like a mini journey of realizing that women should have rights. That, uh, it was, and it was maybe, embarrassing. Maybe that would work if this was a period piece, but they but never <laughs> set the boundaries. They never set any sort of, like, prerequisites to the world that they live in. They keep trying, like, fluctuating between super modern takes and costumes and characters and even the like the language the way that the characters speak and then they'll suddenly they'll be like oh but like women women aren't allowed to own businesses oh but this woman has a nose piercing and hoop earrings and also like is has the option to be king it like doesn't make any sense there also is like As you go through, if you want to think from an objective standpoint, at the beginning of the film, the village is extremely misogynistic. And now, nothing has changed. It's not like there's a new king that has made this. There is just the younger sibling who will be queen later. And everyone is like, yay, women's rights. Nobody in that village had to go along with this journey of like, oh, love women, women great, women rights. They just, like, suddenly did because the film called for it. It's the type of movie where all across the board, from the film shots, from, like, character, everything is plot before characters, Mm -hmm. which is my biggest pet peeve because characters should drive plot. But there is no, like, interesting plot. There is plot, but it's so stupid that we needed to take breaks and pause it to actually explain what was happening. Yeah, it was like National Treasure, but like, you had to explain it to me this time. <laughs> yeah. Pretty much, yeah. So let's just move on to acting and actors. Um, We talked about it briefly, but like, just, oh god. Oh god. Um, <laughs> It's just in correlation with the songs that they do. Like, oh. it, someone on that set must have hated Camila Cabello. They must have despised this woman for letting her 
here's the thing. On stage, if you mess up, it's because you messed up. Sorry, people mess saw your mess up. Now you must deal with it. With film, there's a thing called cut and retake. She has so many moments that are so embarrassing. Like, her mouth moving too much when she's singing. Her chin. Her chin. Like, there's so many embarrassing moments that they could have been like, cut. Hey, Camilla, maybe don't do that. But (laughs) someone on that set must have despised that woman and someone had it out for her because it went through to production. It went through teams of editors and nobody stopped this. Yeah, it was... Uh, yeah, just kind of like going to the production aspect of things, like I'm blending our sections a little bit, but I would like to fight the sound designer of this movie. <laughs> like, seriously, when you first showed me the Rhythm Nation clip, like, like the TikTok I, of it. Yeah, no, if, if you're if you're listening to this, you definitely know what I'm referring to. Um, I almost cried when I heard it because I think we were just in a movie theater, and you're like, hey, Kate, listen to this, and I was like, oh no. The sound mixing oh, is awful. It's, it's like I none none of the pitches are the same. None of, none of it is mixed properly. It just doesn't make sense. And as someone who is an amateur sound designer, I know that that, that it's bad. How can a professional sound designer who has that as their job <laughs> let that happen? Why? I just think going back to the songs. I I despise it in musicals, um, especially jukebox musicals like this one, when they when they utilize songs that like that they utilize songs for the literal meaning of the songs. Like for example, it's so literal. I want to marry someone for love, so he ne- sings needs somebody to love. That is so dumb. I I just I don't have anything eloquent to say about it. I just think that's very dumb. If you're going to utilize music in the way that you're utilizing it, you need to do more. You can't just do the bare minimum of looking at the lyrics and not doing any analysis based on character, why they're singing, what's happening. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the <laughs> like I watched a video essay on why music and movies is important. It's because it shows the character's thoughts and emotions. It does not restate what has happened because Mm -hmm. there it serves no purpose and it just allows for meaningless needle drops this like like, this movie just doesn't trust its audience Mm -mm. to understand what they're saying from the feminist takes and the songs being so like on top of what they're saying to when camilla cabello is she's like smiling at the prince and then it's like, oh, in case you don't know that she kind of likes him, she says, he's kind of cute. To nobody. There's no prompting to that. It's just we need to know for the stupid people in the audience that they presume is the entire audience that, oh, this is what's happening. Like, they don't trust us to actually understand what they're saying, and that's why the like their take of women deserves rights, like, it doesn't work because we already know. Yeah. Oh, well, I was going to, sorry, this is kind of jumping around topic-wise, but I was going to bring in the uh, Exhibit A, Ella Enchanted. Yeah, Phenomenal movie, objectively great movie. Feminist piece of our lifetime. I know, it is also a Cinderella story, and it also uses the song Somebody to Love. I'm going to use Somebody to Love in Cinderella 2021 as kind of a scapegoat for my point. Um, when it's sung, like I said, in Cinderella 2021, it's used in a very literal sense, doesn't go any more, any further. If you took it out 
if you took that song out of Cinderella 2021, the movie would be the exact same. The audience would be left with the exact same impression. The characters, as we know them, would be the exact same. We wouldn't learn anything new about them. We wouldn't learn anything less. That mo When Somebody to Love is used in Ella Enchanted, it's used as a plot driver. It's used to, as insight to characters, and it's used to further develop our, our sense, the audience's sense of understanding of character analysis and why, and, the, and why characters do the things they do why the plot is moving this way, what everyone's struggles are, and it also works to bring the characters together. Um, if you haven't seen Ella Enchanted, I highly you recommend watch it. it. It is good. Uh, yes. I still have to that watch is you, it. That is for you, Kate. Um, that is for you alone. <laughs> um, but, like, back to that. The definition of a musical is a... It's basically a play with songs that move the plot forward. The songs have to move the plot. They can't just be there. Songs are just monologues. Yes, mm -hmm. exactly. That is the best thing I've ever learned. And in monologues, it's a break of emotions that nobody can, like, interrupt because you just are speaking with so much intention. So songs should be treated exactly the same. Yeah. It, uh, just, this movie is so interesting. <laughs> and now we're gonna move on to what might be one of the longer oh sections my God. of this. <laughs> I just read ahead. <laughs> it will be costumes and sets, but mostly Dear costumes. Dear Lord. Dear Lord. Okay, hold on. Sets first because it's shorter. Mm -hmm. The sets look like they were meant to be sets and yes. not in like the Brandy Cinderella way where it's like, it's a musical that we filmed. It's just, it's very obvious that everything was very specifically put up to look yeah. like it's a set. There is no lived in sense and every lived in sense feels like it was put there because it's a set. Yeah. And exactly. side note, by Brandy Cinderella, we mean the um, Cinderella... From the, from the 90s, the Rodgers and Hammerstein version. Or, ver version, oh my Whoa. god. <laughs> yeah, now let's talk about costumes. Let's talk about Cinderella's uh, main Ugh. outfit, her working outfit, Ugh. I guess. So much tool. There's so <laughs> much. The only materials that she gets is tool. And I don't know what's wrong with her, and I think it's just... I don't know if it's a, I don't even know if it's a millennial thing to like tool. Oh. It's just a her thing, and I want to beat up the costume designer of this movie. It's ugly. Can can I just say it looks like anthropology threw up on every character, so like true. the store anthropology. So it's true. So nasty. no, you mean the actual like science of anthropology? No, yeah, the science, <laughs> the science for sure. No, but it was terrible. And at one point, she's like draping like tool over herself. I'm like, that's what I did in the fourth grade. Like that's what I did with my Barbies when I was little. No, literally, like. How is that, like, like fashion design? It doesn't, like, work, and it's it's so yeah. terrible. And she buys, like, new fabrics, and it's just a tool. You could... It's, okay, <laughs> something that they did in this movie was the fact that her dress that she chose to wear to the ball, instead of it being like, oh, it's my mother's dress, because she doesn't care about her mother. She sells her mother's brooch. Oh, yeah! Um, she doesn't care about her mother. It's not a, like, oh this was somebody else's, please make it mine. It's a, I designed this dress, I didn't have the materials to make it, please make it. So, it is technically her design. The corset is way too hollow. Oh, um, yeah. There were multiple can... times where I was scared I would see her 
cleavage, not just her cleavage, but was underneath. I was scared no, I was going to say her yeah. whole chest. And she's very flat chested and it looked like she wanted it to be bigger because she wanted to seem like well, she had a bigger her, chest. Not her necessarily, but just like the costumers in general. Yeah, it yeah. was very poorly fitted. And then one of the main things with corsets is that if it is not fitted to you properly, it can hurt you. So it's yeah. like... Just, and she was also dancing in it, and it was yeah. just weird. As someone, and I was like, scary. Ah. As someone who has had to dance ballet in a corset oh, yeah. multiple times, uh, I can I I concur with that. It feels like I think we were discussing this earlier while we were watching the movie. Feels like they measure her for her dress, and she was standing still, and then they never actually had her dance in the corset uh, until they started filming. Yeah, just her ball dress, it looks so ugly. Also, first time we see it, it looks completely different from the second yeah, time we see it. Yeah, it keeps changing. It's like they definitely had multiple dresses because I know that that's just the thing that they do for movies sometimes uh, but regarding all like, certain different. lighting. But they are all different like in regards to colors, and it's super <laughs> obvious, and I don't know why they changed it. Like, it's... Uh, it's, it's really embarrassing, well, and the done. silhouette of the dress is also not flattering. Mm-mm. She is wearing... Oh, I'm so mad. She wears this gross braid the entire time. <laughs> and when I first watched this movie, she has puka shells in her braid, but not in a way that looks like it was meant to be there. It looks like she rolled down, like she rolled on the ground, and then every, before every scene, and they were like, yes, that's just how she looks. Oh, and yeah. I thought they were beans. <laughs> I thought she put beans in her hair. I mean, ugh, the real, like, mystery of the puka shells is, like, how inconsistent they are. Yeah. Like, it'll yeah. be, like, one scene, and suddenly, like, she'll have the puka shells in her hair, and then, like, she'll turn around, and it's a different shot, and she suddenly doesn't have the puka shells in her hair. Also, They're never yeah. explained. We never see her putting them in. Also, never we're not by her. a beach. No, yeah, literally, this isn't a coastal kingdom. It's very clearly landlocked, but, like... Why does she have shells in her hair? What's like the significance? What's the, what's the purpose? It doesn't match her outfit most of the time, which, by the way, is a stay and then a corset over the stay and then this weird like belt thing. Explain, it's like an, it's explain like a, what a stay is. Um, a stay is like it basically looks like a corset without boning, mm. pretty much. So like an apron. Uh, no, kind of almost. It's it's kind of interesting. Like Just a smock. Uh, it's like the thing that you wear on your top it's a top um but it's kind of looks like that yeah but it was just generally weird like i don't know who allowed this the (laughs) so the entire like the outfit is okay i hate to say this because i know you're gonna disagree with me thematically it's like yeah she's quirky like the one of the parts of her like skirt is like kind of lifted up Mm -hmm. because it's supposed to be like I'm working and then she has boots on so she isn't wearing like heels or anything so like she's ready to work objectively but the color doesn't work with it because she's supposed to be like she's Cinderella she's supposed to be in like ash a lot of the time um and she has this like braided like belt that wraps around her multiple times and it's supposed to be like the contemporary twist on like a classic outfit but it doesn't work and it also like the point of the cinderella peasant dress is supposed to show like that she's muted down and she's getting beaten down as compared to the dress that she later has on which is supposed to be like her hopes and dreams yeah but it's not the same because they're both the same color it's both like the same silhouette it's just not good oh you're right i didn't on, notice that on that mm-hmm. tangent did we want to talk about <clears throat> billy porter 
Oh, oh my actually, God. Yeah. let's talk about Billy Porter's fashion. Um, mm-hmm. His outfit, I really liked it. Um, really nice colors, suited him very well. Didn't his stylist make it for I'm him? I'm pretty sure that it wasn't the actual movie stylist because it doesn't fit with, like, the other people. But, like, thematically, it's okay because he's supposed to be magic. His outfit is essentially supposed to be based off of a butterfly, like a monarch butterfly, because that's what he transforms into because Cinderella, like, Saves a caterpillar from a spider's oh, web. Oh yeah, that was so weird. And like, she, but like, it's like, how would the caterpillar get in the spider's web in the basement? That's like in the corner by the ceiling. It's very confusing. <laughs> and this caterpillar is. She puts the caterpillar into a box, and then it cocoons. And then when she needs help most, and she's singing million to one, for like the seventeenth time, <laughs> she it like bursts out of the cocoon, and then. He becomes the butterfly. <laughs> Guys, I just looked up who made Billy Porter's outfit. It wasn't his stylist. It was the designer from the Brandy Cin- uh, Cinderella. Okay, well, that's why it's good. Yeah, so that makes way more sense. That makes more sense. Honestly, okay, me and I Sarah love her had- the Brandy Cinderella. Sarah and I had, like, a Cinderella fest, like, a few weeks ago, or, oh, like, yeah. a month ago, oh, yeah. and we, like, went through everything, so we are, ref- like, referencing them a lot, but mm-hmm. that makes so much more sense. Everybody else's costumes, um, it looked like the extras had more thought put into their costumes. Yeah, especially in the ball scene, like, they yes. all had yeah. personality in their dress. Also, looking it, it up- It represented different cultures, too. It was mm-hmm. very interesting. Also, um, just to go back to the thing- Guys, the brandy designer was the costume designer for the entire movie. Oh, the Camilla Cabello uh, movie. I I I'm, feel betrayed. That's the sound of me melting. I'm going through like this is too much. I'm scared. <laughs> then why was it so inconsistent? Okay. It's very bizarre. All of the ensemble costumes they make sense. I want to say that like when people are working, they look like they are supposed to be working, and yeah. then when they get to the leads, it's just like. What is happening? And also the male costumes. Like, the prince looks like a pirate a lot of the oh, time. Yeah. And it looked like the and silhouette. And unintentionally, too. Yeah. The silhouette of the male costumes are not anything to be like, wow, that's cool or whatever. It's, like, it's the classic thing where they made, like, a very, like, simple silhouette and then they pick very simple colors and then they're like, well, we need to show that we actually took time on this. So then they have little, like patterns on it and it's interesting to look at but like it's very obvious that we should care more about cinderella's dress than Mm -hmm. everybody else's costume and i don't care (laughs) i have something to say about that actually so in the 2015 cinderella starring lily james i keep going back to her but that's my it's my favorite cinderella Mm -hmm. just because it's so well done and the thing is is that when she goes into the ball Nobody else has her color dress. Nobody else has yeah. her style dress. It stands out very clearly. In the Camille Cabello one, her dress doesn't stand out at all. Yeah. It's terrible. If, and if then it stands yeah. out because it's ugly. Yeah, well, no. It stands out as being one of the more, like, boring dresses. I mean, everyone yeah. is dressed so lavishly and beautifully and all these different, like, cultures you can tell have, like, had inspiration taken from them. And then there's, like, Camila Cabello's dress and you're like, oh, it's kind of really ugly and underwhelming compared to these other ones. Yeah, it was just, it didn't look like they were dressing her to be a main character. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, it it's, was. And gosh. her wedding dress at the end, I ah. get. Ugh. I get subverting the wedding dress because in the like 1950s Cinderella, it is not much different than her ball gown dress. Honestly, if you weren't paying attention to details, then you would think that it was her like mm-hmm. ball gown. But other movies have subverted this uh, Cinderella dress in much better ways. In Ella Enchanted, it's oh, like, so she good. rips off her skirt, and it's a smaller skirt, so she can go dance around, and she has, like, white boots, and it's, like, really flowy sleeves. It's great. It represents her personality. And then you go to the Brandy Cinderella, she has, like, a sweetheart neckline, because she's, like, a, she's a doll. I love her. It mm-hmm. really shows her personality. You go to the Lily James one, it's white, it has flowers on it that are colorful because she's just such a bright light to everybody. Then you go to this, it looks like a 2012 prom dress. And I don't know what her obsession <laughs> is with one-shoulder dresses, <laughs> but I hate it. And it's the, ugly. And they're the dresses that, like, are, like, longer in the back, oh, yeah. too. Like, that style, that yeah. style, I literally had, I remember begging my mother to buy me a skirt like that from Justice when <laughs> I, was, when I yeah. was in fourth grade. Yeah. It's just... So much of this movie is so disappointing. So, if you guys could change one thing about this movie, what would you change? See, I want to change everything. (laughs) I think that what I would change is... So, essentially, what they were trying to do is the fact that Cinderella, in, like, every other story, is a very one-dimensional character. And that is for a reason... Because she is a plot vehicle for the concept of kindness. Because that is what you should be teaching young kids. That you should stay kind through, like, very terrible situations. In this, they tried to make her three-dimensional. But they ended up making her one-dimensional just a girl boss. Yeah. I think that if they went more for the Ella Enchanted strong female character route. That wasn't just motivated by capitalism. But genuinely Mm -hmm. just wanted to help people. And that's why she should be in a position of power then I would like it way more. If she had more examples of her being a genuinely nice person, besides just, like, saving a caterpillar caterpillar. who honestly, like, survival of the fittest, baby. (laughs) That's dumb. Like, she only cares about getting ahead in life, and she goes to the ball to get ahead in life. I think that if they just need to scrap the character and try to either, like, Ella enchanted it, Or just, like, stick with what she should be as, like, a kind person. Because I wasn't getting kindness from her. I was getting, I don't like you. Yeah, it's, um, if I could have changed something, I would have just not have casted Camille Cabello. I'm gonna be perfectly honest. Yeah. She just wasn't right for the role. Like, She's a pop star. Yeah, she's a pop star. Her voice didn't fit. She didn't work well with other characters. She didn't have chemistry with the prince, really. It was just the prince creating chemistry like you talked about that earlier Ella yeah but like she just wasn't right for the role it just if they would have casted someone different who actually had chemistry with the rest of the cast I feel like this movie would have been a lot less terrible because you're supposed to like her and you don't like her in this movie Mm -hmm. yeah and there's already like a cultural like people are not the biggest fan of Camila Cabello like nobody hates her yeah but there's always like she's in whenever she's in the public eye it's not necessarily for great reasons yeah Yeah. and like how many times have you heard senorita oh my gosh it's it's enough to make like if i was a (laughs) read we're gonna get coffee if i was if i was a retail employee i would get so mad at just seeing her face havana (laughs) (laughs) copyright copyright anyways uh sarah what would you have changed 
so when I first when I first learned uh, that there was going to be a new Cinderella movie, my reaction was, "Why? We have so many. <laughs> there are so <laughs> many, and there was just one like fairly recently that was very well done with Lily James." Yeah. Um, so, in my opinion, and we were taught, I don't think we talked about it now, but while we were watching the movie, we did talk about if there was going to be another Cinderella adaptation. Make it about another character. Yeah, yeah. Make it about, like, the prince, which is, like, really interesting looking to, like, the political aspects of the Cinderella story. Or even the stepmother. And I think this movie did try to touch on the stepmother, but I would much rather see a full movie about her. Or the stepdaughters, for that matter. I just, oh my god, we don't need another Cinderella movie. We don't need it to be girlbossified. It would just be more interesting to look at the other characters and to, like, kind of go through there. I think that while femininity is, like, and, like, women's roles in society are a very important, like, thing to touch on, it's, it would be so much more interesting, like, Kate mentioned while we were watching, if this was more focused on classism, or if it was more focused on, like, the political side of why he needs to marry a princess, and what makes him change that he doesn't need to expand land anymore, and he can just find love. I think also if you wanted to go into this being specifically overcoming abuse and making a better life for yourself, Mm -hmm. they were so close to doing it. While I was watching this by myself for the first time, uh, the prince tells Cinderella, I don't want to be king anymore. I will just follow you wherever you go. I was like, oh my gosh, they're going to run away together. That's actually really, really interesting if they just run away and they just become better people and they just live a better life. But then it was like, no, we still have family ties and they're still really important to us. It was like, oh, okay. Yeah. But they don't have enough of an abusive narrative in this to justify what I was thinking. Mm-hmm. So if I were to completely redo it, not in this situation, it would be interesting to follow the prince and then Cinderella is just like a light in the darkness and mm-hmm. then they both run away together. He doesn't have to be prince because he, like, he doesn't want to be a king so why do it? And she doesn't want to be a servant anymore, so why do it? They love each other, they can leave. Yeah, no, I That'd completely be, agree with that. That'd be great. I would love that. Yeah, so... Just and also, throw out a gender bend in there. Yeah. Do it. Ooh, That'd that be, be so, so interesting. Cool. I love gender bends if they're done right, and if you do it with this message, it's still interesting. Mm-hmm. O- overcoming abuse and then, like, subverting gender yeah. in mm-hmm. this... I've already just come up with an co- idea. Somebody take it with more money than me and oh do my, it. You know, <laughs> no, you're liter- your name is literally Ella, so... I deserve it. <laughs> I deserve it. My name's Ella. I grew up with a Disney princess having my name. I'm a little attached, okay? <laughs> uh, yeah, so just to wrap things up, we are now going to have... Ella, read our letterbox review for today. Oh my god. So blind, blind reaction. Letterbox okay. review. Emotional. Okay. I, I don't know what we. Neither of us know what this. Okay. Review is, this so. review is from KJ. Um, it's it. Shocker! It's not on his on their like favorites. Um, and it was rated one star. <laughs> and it says. When we needed the evil stepmother to be evil the most, she was not. <laughs> oh, so true. So oh, true, yes. Idina Menzel. <laughs> oh, boy. This movie was... Shout out to Idina Menzel and shout out to Kate Blanchett. 
for being the evil yeah. stepmother mm-hmm. in the Lily James 2005 oh, Cinderella. 2005. Not 2005. 2015. 2015. <laughs> Thank you. 2005. Keeping me humble. Anyways, yeah, this was our second episode of Watch and Listen. Yeah. I'm, I'm Kate Mescha. Five. <laughs> no. I'm Sarah Hart. <laughs> I'm Ella Achiaka. And this was Watch and Listen. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, we don't are... watch this movie. <laughs> Seriously, don't watch this movie. I This is like one of the only times I'll probably ever say that on this podcast. But do go, not watch it. Go watch the Lily James Cinderella. Or Ella Enchanted. Or, <laughs> or go outside. <laughs> go touch grass. <laughs> For the Touching love of God. grass is better than watching this movie. <laughs> all right. Goodbye. Thank you Bye. all so much for Thank listening. Thank you. This episode of Watch and Listen was produced by Objectively Bad Media Productions and edited by Kate Messchuk. Today's guests are Sarah Hart, Ella Achiaka, and Kate Messchuk. Find us on Twitter at objbadmediaprod. Comments? Questions? Film recommendations? Contact us at watchandlistenpod at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening, and I'll see you next time on Watch and Listen.